your plans for investing in gold for the rest of the year. As I'm sure you're aware, gold made a welcome comeback in April, jumping above $2,000 for the first time in more than a year. While the move was great news for gold investors, the bad news is that the precious metal typically rises during times of economic headwinds. In this case, the US banking crisis had taken hold amid persistent inflation and fears that the US was falling into a recession. While those fears remain, we're also officially in a bull market run. So what does this mean for gold and its outlook for the rest of the year? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is gold expert Aziz Moti, general manager and head of analysis at ISA Bullion, who's here to talk about his thoughts on gold and the precious metals outlook for the rest of the year. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Aziz. Thanks for having me, Felicity. You're welcome. So tell me, what makes gold an attractive investment for investors, particularly during uncertain economic times? Well, gold is the oldest form of money historically. It'll always have intrinsic value. Look, it has been a safe haven always during uncertain times. And with that, it was always going to have global demand, right, from central banks to retail investors. However, gold has a limited supply, so it'll always have a store of value. Last year, in 2022, actually, the central banks were one of the major buyers of gold. So gold is gold and it'll always be gold. There's nothing that will ever change that. Okay, so what about from the investor point of view, retail investor point of view? Um, I mean. Should they be adding gold to their portfolios, particularly now? I mean, you know, we're, we're in a stock market bull run. Um, how does gold typically perform during a bull market, for example? Look, typically during a bull run, gold has an um, inverse relationship with the equity market. And that's where diversification comes in. So no matter if it's whatever type of market it is, Managers usually recommend you to always hold about 10 to 20% in commodities due to the inverse relationship with the equity market. So you can always kind of be balanced out. Okay. So, but are there any guidelines for investors to follow when determining how much gold to allocate to their portfolio? I mean, let's just take commodities out of, you know, sort of a 20% general commodities. Look, I mean, should it be, you know, with gold, should they be focusing on, for example, 5% 5% or 10%? And can you explain why? No, I would say besides gold, if you're looking, if, let's look at gold and silver. Specifically, let's start with gold first. So I would say about 10%. The reason for that, I'll, I'll get in more as we get in further. But, you know, when, you, when you're comparing gold historically, price-wise, if you say at a 10-year period to this year's 10-year period, you look at the gold value and say it's only moved 10%. But from that allocation, you, you need to do two things. You need to say, this part of the allocation is my long-term view of gold. And this part is my kind of active traded trading gold that I'm kind of trading within the year. And why I say that, besides the equity market, in the gold market, whether it's a bull market or bear market, there's always going to be opportunities to trade uh, gold. Okay, that's interesting. 
It's also described as a safe haven or, you know, a hedge against inflation, which, you know, we're, we're experiencing persistent inflation currently. It seems to me that its performance over the past year or so has been a bit hit and miss when, when you apply that theory. Can you explain why, that, why that's happening as well? So, you know, the, when, when the, the theory of the hedge against inflation came out in the early 1760s, 70s, when you look at the data and when that correlation came in, access to the market was was to the gold market was not that great. You know, you didn't have a lot of institutional investors. You didn't have a lot of retail investors um, coming into that. Now, within the current times, there's a lot more buyers and sellers, which creates a lot of volatility. With that volatility, it kind of looks like it's not a hedge against inflation with the ups and downs, but it still is a hedge against inflation. So if you just look um, in the last three years, so say let's say from the period of 2020, gold started at around, I think it was about 1650. Um, and in 2023, we had 1950, you know. So with that, in that three-year period, gold crossed 2003 times. So in that three times, you had not only three opportunities, but there were numerous opportunities to trade gold on a short-term, medium-term basis. So that's where kind of when you look at that, when you look at the current charts of gold and you and you say, is that theory still correct with inflation? I would say it's still correct, but going in straight lines always goes up and down. But what about, for example, crypto? That's, you know, being touted as the new gold. How does that compare to cryptocurrencies in terms of investment potential and risk-free investors? See, look, there's probably specific cryptocurrencies you could look at, but generally the cryptocurrency market is is very new and there's a lot of there's a lot of tension in the market as you've seen in the news recently. So it comes back to say, does cryptocurrency have intrinsic value? Would you be able to, if something was to happen in the cryptocurrency market where, you know, exchange goes bust or there's a blanket ban on a certain cryptocurrency, what will happen then? Would you be able to sell it for that price that was yesterday? I book with gold, with it being like the, you know, oldest form of money, it's always going to have that value. But if someone says, you know... Is XYZ coin, what, what is it? You know, you start looking, you know, it's, it's, it's too many things to look at when you look at cryptocurrencies and you have to start looking into that specific cryptocurrency and coin and so on. And then also besides that, the legality with cryptocurrencies, you know, even here in the UAE, we've, we've been at the forefront with, with cryptocurrency and stuff, but it's still not easy to get fiat cash in and out of exchanges you know it's still a very difficult entry point so, you know so you know can it compare to being gold I, I don't I, I don't think so I don't I'm not with that one I know a lot of people do um see it as that way in other cryptocurrencies there's no recourse with gold there's recourse where whether you you buy it from someone like us or you know you could take that gold from us and sell it anywhere Whereas you couldn't go into a convenience shop and say, I have XYZ coin, can I buy a loaf of bread? But you can go in and say, I have a gram of gold, can you give me a loaf of bread, for example? And and with that, you know, the volatility that comes with the crypto market, that's crypto is something that can make you a lot of money, but can also keep you up 
in the night where gold is not something that you know keeps you up at night it's something that allows you to sleep peacefully okay that's interesting i do have to say though that crypto does keep me up at night sometimes um which is a bit unfortunate (laughs) anyway but can you just finally tell me about or talk to me about what your outlook is for gold for the rest of the year and how should people be you know investing in it we we see gold ranging this year between this 1850 to 2100 mark um you know going back to what i was talking about the diversification um so when an individual is looking at the what they need to do they need to say split up right this amount of gold i'm going to keep it as a kind of my long term and park that away and then they need to take another say if they've allocated 10% to gold holding so they say 5% is for long term and 5% on the short term medium term and why i say that you see when you're trading gold and i'm talking physical gold not not a non leveraged product there's a lot of people out there that are you know saying that you are buying gold but in actual fact it's actually paper gold so it's it's a leveraged product whereas with the physical gold you've got these moves that happen 50 to 60 dollar moves you could see in a day and that's where we kind of guide our our clients to catch those kind of 50 60 dollar marks at the end of the year we sitting at a at a good positive without having headache let me put it that way okay so basically don't give up on gold yeah and also with interest rates going up it'll put pressure on the short term so at the by the end of the year it was could see the price heading towards 2,100 to plus around that. So that's also with the interest rates coming up in the short term. Thank you this week to Aziz Moti from ISA Bullion. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pfatthenationalnews.com. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive updates. And also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Dua Farid. And I've been your host, Felicity Glover.